Hi everyone, it's Adam from Monkey Tennis here, just saying a huge thank you to all of you that have supported my charity appeal uh, so far. For those that haven't heard about it, this September I'm going to be swimming uh, 15 kilometres uh, between five islands in Cornwall. Uh, I'll be swimming the Isles of Scilly, that's Scilly, S-C-I-L-L-Y. Um, I'm doing it because I want to, but also to raise money for Calm, the campaign against living miserably. It's a well-known statistic that 125 people in the UK die by suicide every week, and Calm run a free and confidential helpline for people to speak through their problems and ultimately to help prevent suicides. Um, I'm looking to raise enough money to train two new phone workers um, to man those lines um, and I'll be doing it by swimming the Isles of Scilly in Cornwall. Um, if you're looking to support me, it would be greatly appreciated. Um, you can donate at justgiving.com. Um, just go there and search for Adam Swim Silly. That's Adam Swim Silly, S-C-I-L-L-Y. All donations greatly appreciated. Thank you for helping me to support Calm. And now, on with monkey tennis. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, everyone. Nick from Monkey Tennis here. It's just a quick interjection to say, Monkey Tennis is going on a full UK tour of three major cities. That's right, we are bringing you Mid-Evening Matters live, where we will be discussing and celebrating Mid-Morning Matters Series 2 in front of a live studio audience. We will be in uh, Bristol on Friday the 7th of September at the Wardrobe Theatre, followed by uh, Manchester on Saturday the 8th at the Lowry Theatre, followed by London on Sunday the 9th of September at King's Place. You can book your tickets now at monkeytennispod.com. We look forward to seeing as many of you there as possible. We've had so much fun with the live shows previously and we hope that you can all come out and make it an enjoyable evening so we look forward to seeing you then tickets on sale now monkeytennispod.com bristol manchester london we hope to see you there and on with the pod Monkey tennis? This is great banter. Hot, 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 ha. Monkey tennis? Radical. Awesome. Mega. Are you on an E? Monkey tennis? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm spinning plates here, mate, I'll be honest. Monkey tennis? There have been times when I've been more uh, rubbery than turgid. Monkey tennis? Tits bits. Tit, tit bits. Uh, yes, 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 and yes. It's just an idiom. You're an idiot. Ooh, that's mustard. Monkey tennis? Sustaining and maintaining our core listenership in an increasingly fragmented marketplace. Hello comrades and welcome to Monkey Tennis, the Alan Partridge fan podcast. I'm Adam Brooks and I'm joined by Tom Dark. Inception. Nick Alder. Inception. And Tom Stab. 
Inception. <laughs> We're on to episode three of Mid Morning Matters. Uh, Alan's opening <laughs> line is, which is why motorised wheelchairs should require a driving licence. <laughs> got lo- a point. I'd, yeah, lo- I'd so. love to know what led up to that. I bet someone ran him over on, in, in Norwich City Centre or something. <laughs> so this episode is uh, titled Idiom and Inception, as per Sky Atlantic slash DVDs slash find it online. Um, <laughs> Everywhere. Uh, it aired on Monday, 23rd of July, 2012. And the viewing figures peak for this week was 200,000. So pretty consistent with the previous week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although that has gone up. Ever, by 1,000, yeah. yeah. Word has spread. <laughs> and a thousand extra people have tuned in. Opens with a fair whack of Twitter chat, doesn't yes. it? Yes. I think this intro is quite weak, isn't it? Do you think? Well, I like him him trying to impersonate a partridge to Simon. Yeah, mm. it's... It's fine. I've, yeah, got, I've got a note saying Psychic Simon's opening lines are bobbins. Um, <laughs> and, what, what are his lines? Uh, I can't remember. I've just written, <laughs> just just written, written, just so written so the bobbins. opening to this podcast is also a bit weak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all you need to know is that they're bobbins. You don't need to know any more information exactly. than that. Uh, I mean, so, you, do get, you do get the term uh, FOP, fan of partridge, FOP. I quite mm-hmm. enjoyed that. That's important. And AIDS. We, uh, <laughs> yes. Alan's internet disciples. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's also a bit of chat about how he had to go for at Alan Gordon partridge because at Alan Partridge was taken. Um, I had a little look online. It seems that the account that I think was the most official set yeah. up to promote the books has been deactivated. So I, th- I think what happens is that that account is deactivated. You know, whenever they need to promote something like the book, it pops back up again. Because I know it was created by, I think possibly by HarperCollins uh, PR department for uh, the first for I Partridge. Yeah, yeah, that's when it was created. Yeah. Uh, so uh, at, at Alan Partridge does exist, has twenty one and a half thousand viewers, uh, but is mainly just repeated jokes from the series. Um, Do you mean viewers or followers? I mean followers. Um, <laughs> and uh, I noticed that if you search for Alan Partridge on Twitter, we are the 17th result. Oh, nice. Which is a result. Yeah. <laughs> In a way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a result. It's, it's a result. literally a result. Bloody political partridge. <laughs> um, he, there's also a bit more kind of uh, not even thinly veiled homophobia from Alan. He says, if the parent company here found out you had AIDS, you'd be out on your ear and, ear, and rightly so. Yeah, that's in my notes there, I've just written, oh God, because Simon doesn't even question or respond to what Alan's <laughs> saying there as well. Like he... He'd have the op- he has the opportunity to pull him up and say I don't really think that's quite appropriate. But yeah, but I think he's not going to do that. Is he, he knows he can't. No. But the only thing he does pull him up on is trying to make fun of his uh, middle name Gordon. To which he then uh, points out that Sue Cook's middle name is Ingrid. Did anybody fact check that? Yes. Oh, it's not true. Ah, oh. oh. what is, is the- her middle name? Lorraine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's doing some work this series. Oh, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> really, really, really doing surprised. the heavy lifting over there. I'm oh. impressed, Nick. Uh, thank you. I think you wrote these notes last night. To be honest, crunch. No, I just stole Adams. They then obviously go on to suggest it should be Ursula for Suck or Amanda for Sack. And then I think this is one of several instances where you kind of see repeated gags yes. from yes. earlier. Yeah, yes. so you get What's Rude About a Sack from Simon. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a retread of What's Rude About a Body. Yeah. yeah. But Alan there is a few of these tits. that you yep. that well, come up. It's a nickname for a ball bag. <laughs> Oh, there's another mention of uh, Billy Piper as well and favourite Piper. Yep. Uh, do we want to talk about any more Billy Piper facts? I think we covered that. In I think we can one. we can part yeah. that. Yeah. Your <laughs> options for Piper were bag Billy. Oh, no, no, it was Pied was third, Billy was second, and bag Piper was first. I missed out Maris. Oh yeah, where Maris was, that? was fourth. Oh okay, yeah, mm. in the Piper poll. <laughs> Piper poll. And then just after that is also another mention of Oliver Cromwell. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, yep, yep I yep. actually bizarrely I spent a lot of time looking at facts on Billy Piper. Didn't do any research into Oliver <laughs> Cromwell. <laughs> I'm sure there are books. Um, uh, th- we need to talk about Alan's healthy anus, don't we? Yeah. Well, th- first off, like yes, we absolutely do. And then I'm, I'm sure it'll lead on to a question to the group. But at this point, you obviously you come to the end of Alan um, kind of reading this article about um, bowel cancer, but. 
this is basically him just reading an article out over the radio and passing it off as his own. Yep. <laughs> I think that's how a lot of uh, particularly local radio works, to be yeah. honest, though. It's like, what's in the papers you, today? You rephrase it enough yeah. to yeah, make yeah, it yeah, yeah. 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 not a, a direct lift. Um, he's, so he says, oh, I'm, there's multiple questions to the group involved here, but I'm, <laughs> like the first oh one, uh, Alan says that he maintains a healthy anus. My question to the group is, uh, how does he... <laughs> like what? What is? What does he mean by that? Is it I, e- I think eating a lot of bran? Oh, yeah. Is it regular wiping? And I think it's baths of Dettol, isn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. he's a furious scrubber as well, yeah. isn't he? Because he obviously uses two bikes. I suppose that could work, kind of thing. Yeah, for, yeah I reckon he's just a. a I clean think it's freak. Com- yeah, a combination of uh, entry, i.e., diet, and exit, i.e., the quality of stool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, we've nailed it there. With, with a strong it. antiseptic element as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Julian McKeith would be very pleased with him. I'm sure. <laughs> Alan's deep bath, yeah, full yeah. of Dettol. <laughs> um, moving on to the phone-in, uh, what medieval monarch would drive which <laughs> modern car? Quite a specific phone-in. I mean, I've got them all written down, but equally we could just say what we think would be the answer. Do you want to, Let's get the context, let's yeah. go through what's in the show, and then let's add our own to it. Uh, okay, well, Gerald from Barry St. Edmunds um, says that Alfred <laughs> the Great would drive a Mitsubishi sh- uh, Shogun, to which Alan says... Bullseye. <laughs> <laughs> that first caller is textbook, isn't he? Loud, enthusiastic, and straight to the point. Because yeah. Alan does suffer from bad callers because yeah. he's got oh, such, yeah. a, such a small pool of listeners to choose from. Uh, it goes on to uh, Mary on line two, um, kind of mixing um, uh, between what line they're on and where they're from, so we don't get where Mary's from. But she says that Oliver Cromwell would drive a Lexus, to which Alan says, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love yeah. about this. Like, he's got a fixed idea about yeah. what's acceptable and what's not, even yeah. though there should be no rules for this exactly. whatsoever. She, Based on nothing whatsoever. Exactly, exactly. Just his own criteria. She then follows up with a VW, but again, Alan's like, no, 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 no. And suggests, <laughs> she just, he suggests she doesn't understand the game as if there's rules that underpin this. It's a bit like one of your polls on Twitter, really, exactly, isn't it? Exactly, yeah, yeah. I wondered if Oliver Cromwell came up, because he referenced, obviously, whether it came up literally because the, the previous show had just gone out. And so Oliver Cromwell's in the caller's minds. And so they literally bring in the next day and go, mm, Oliver Cromwell. Well, it, well when it's from a writing point of view, it's interesting that you've got Billy Piper and Oliver Cromwell like two weeks in a yeah. row as it were I yeah. think it's I think it's deliberate in that basically yeah. Alan is short on inspiration and one one reference in one show he remembers the next day or even if it's not deliberate again. they could say that and we'd never know whether that was a true <laughs> very true uh, very true um, that was one the one question I had was um, are we supposed to believe that each of these episodes is a different week or are they every day like what's the time period between mid-morning well matches? he's obviously wearing different clothes so I think they're, they're definitely different days yeah they're, diff- yeah. they're different days <laughs> do you think do you think it's that each episode is the highlights of one show basically yeah but wouldn't i can't i didn't make notes about it but i feel I, like his clothing changes around quite a bit I, I feel like each kind of 10 11 minute segment so each half of a show is probably like a, a show on yeah. Norfolk, mm. north norfolk digital it makes more sense <laughs> on tv as well doesn't it but i guess one of the biggest inconsistencies of mid morning matters uh, when it went out as a web series is that it's set up to look as if it is a direct webcam from the studio so yep. that doesn't explain why you would have cuts why you would you know be seeing well, Alan no, that's, brushing that's, his teeth. that's possible well i mean okay this the segway cuts they don't work but yeah. in terms of like you definitely have more than one ca- well in more advanced studios you definitely would have more than one webcam to get different oh, angles yeah, and stuff yeah that, that bit I understand but, if but you're, yeah there's, if there's you're, time shifting isn't yeah, it yeah and obviously you, you don't see songs being played in full and things yeah. like that so but then obviously that would be a bit boring to watch if yeah, it was in real time of course <laughs> I think we're overthinking this aren't yeah. we? Okay. <laughs> that's we, what we're here for <laughs> shall we quickly cover off the final caller uh, yes sorry yes. yes so it's John who's calling from home <laughs> yeah I love that <laughs> where are you calling from, from home, home. Uh, he suggests that Oliver Conroll would drive a Golf 1.6 turbo diesel to which alan says better 
Uh, I'm not going to... The call then goes on for quite a bit um, while they go into a bit more detail. Optional but, extras. Yeah, the key things to pull out uh, is that Alan gets his Cromwells modelled and yep. Simon uses it as an opportunity to uh, get one up on Alan and kind of call him out for basically being wrong, to which Alan is furious. Yes. The other point I was then going to make is Alan tries to claw it back by saying that there's loads of Cromwells, look them up in the phone book, and then he says, I've got a friend called Cromwell, and then has to correct himself and says, Cresswell, <laughs> is it Susan Cresswell from the Bravery Awards? Uh, no, it's Jason no, Cresswell, it's isn't Jason it? Jason Cresswell. So he knows two Cresswells. Also, isn't it Jason Tresswell? Yeah, I think, I think it's it is. It's Jason Tresswell. Uh, it's, it's, it's Nick that got confused and thought it was Cresswell. <laughs> so I was right. Yeah, possibly. I mean, well, hang on. Less possibly. Hang on. I, I need to think about this because it, it can't be right that you're right. <laughs> yeah, no, that's... <laughs> no, we need no, no. I've done the working out. I think, I think you're right. Uh, uh, Alan, l- also- l- listeners, this is for you. <laughs> Alan also just say that this is the best call he has ever had. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Be- because, the, the, so John from home, yeah, he, yeah, he's as obsessed with cars and small car yeah, details yeah, as Alan yeah. is. So Alan essentially wants to make him his best friend immediately. I'm liking this, John. I'm liking this a lot. <laughs> and that, I think that's partly why he hates it when Simon starts joining in because yep. he wants this caller to be all his own. Yep. Yeah. And tries to pin him down to a specific date and time to yep. meet him in the local pub where he then recommends, <laughs> yeah. uh, he uh, recommends it, the, the Woods End pub in Surly. That's the one. Is uh, that a real pub? Uh, I did look it up. There is no Woods End pub in Surlingham, but the first result on uh, Google was the Water's Edge Bar in Surlingham, uh, which according to the one-star review on TripAdvisor is the worst pub in Norfolk. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Let's go. Um, he invites him to go down and see Willow the Wisp. So this this ties back and <laughs> forwards to several things. One is obviously um, the, the reference we made in the last episode where he's in shortlist talking about how this pub uh, will change the way you see music. folk yep. music. Mm. Um, um, and then, obviously, uh, fast forward to Alpha Papa, Willow the Whisper in session on Pat Farrell's uh, late night show. Oh, yeah. There you go. Great, great spot. See, that's also, what also happens a TV when you do your show from the 70s or 80s, I can't remember which. And so, kind of to close this uh, off, obviously, Alan is furious with Simon and at this point suggests that all of his comments have to be <laughs> pre approved so that there can never be an instance where Alan is humiliated. <laughs> yeah. like so, that. he wants him to write future ideas down on paper and slide it to him for approval <laughs> first. <laughs> He's re established himself as the boss. You get a genuine apology from Simon. Yeah. And you get the feeling that actually Simon doesn't really want to beat Alan, does he? He doesn't want no. to best him because no. he knows the consequences are worse than the Is this the bit where Alan just kind of turns his back on him and pretends to be like looking at the computer? I think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah outrageous. Absolute I, power play. Yeah. I, I just thought here as well, like so much of Tim Key's acting in this series has to rely on his purely his facial expressions. Yeah. yeah. And he's got such a huge range just of baffled looks for starters. It's amazing. If you like you can get so much comedy from just looking at him a lot of the time and how he's reacting to Alan with his face alone. Definitely the second time around or uh when re watching certain segments, I was focusing a lot on Tim Key's expression mm. and you can get yeah, like you said, so much from that. He's so funny with his facial expressions. Yeah. They're so good. Um straight into another phone call uh, from Alan, but uh, he's learning from his mistakes. He's becoming a better, more sought after <laughs> broadcaster. Yesterday he only got three calls because it was a too specific phone yep, in yep. so today <laughs> what's the best thing sorry, sorry Adam I think it's what, what? is the best thing so uh, question the to the group what's the best thing well I've got what's uh, what's what's uh, included on the show oh yeah go for it <laughs> so that is Sky Plus <laughs> <laughs> a, cup of, a cup of Brazil nuts <laughs> specific in, inexplicable uh, livestock 
and wet wipes. <laughs> Can we just decide what's the best thing out oh, of those? Hang on, not, hang oh, on. Not, there is a, there is another one actually. The list's not over. Uh, the first smile of a newborn, to which uh, Alan says, "Oh, who could not like that?" And then psychic Simon straight in with Herod. <laughs> again and again, a bit more historical oh, yeah. knowledge yeah. from Simon that Alan yeah, yeah. probably wouldn't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I did actually have that written down because oh, uh, right. it then also goes on for sliced bread. Yeah, which yeah. absolutely kicks off. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, question to the group: What's the best thing? Waitrose. <laughs> oh, you're not. Hang on. Have you moved on from John Lewis? Well, he's part of the John Lewis, the John Lewis group. <laughs> <laughs> Mine would probably just be. Can I just have food in general? Food uh, is brilliant. Come I on. I guess it is a thing. It is a thing. Yeah, food, it food is brilliant. And I think it's it quite counts. essential for being alive mm. as yeah. well. Yeah. Okay. I was, I was going to say my wife or Nutella. <laughs> We're going with Nutella. <laughs> yeah. It's Nutella. It's Nutella. Tom. Uh. Oh. Jed, it's your Jed. one word. The egg sarnia I had from Jenny's Cafe in Deptford this morning was pretty good. <laughs> wow. That was more than How one word. How many words was that? Speechless. And was that a sponsored ad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say the best thing is this lovely cup of peppermint tea I've got. That's nope. the best thing. Right now it is. <laughs> that is up there with a cup of not Brazil Not the podcast nuts. that you're recording or hanging out with your mates. Absolutely no. not. <laughs> uh, I think we should probably um, go into more detail about um, Stuart, who phones yes. up about um, sliced bread. And as Adam said earlier, <laughs> it genuinely amazing. does all kick off. Stuart, I mean, for once, Alan is actually making a bit of sense here. Mm. We all know the phrase, yeah. mate. It's quite an interesting gear change because all of a sudden, Alan is actually in the right. He's making quite informed, intelligent points. Jesus. Uh, it very rarely happens. Happens. Absolute one-off. It also emerges that apropos of nothing, this caller is expecting a T-shirt. Um, are, are we meant to believe when I have a regular? Are they meant to? We meant to believe they are regular prizes. Please, when you email with your feedback, don't start asking for T-shirts because we don't have any. There are none. We tried that. We, yeah, we tried that. <laughs> <laughs> they um, discontinued due to a lack of interest. This guy, I wondered if it's also the same voice as uh, the Roger Moore Legoland guy from I'm Alan Partridge because he sounds quite similarly blunt. And uh, no, no, he would no it's sliced bread like that. <laughs> Um, so at this point, obviously, um, uh, Alan references that uh, the best thing since sliced bread is an idiom, um, which Stuart You're an idiot. misinterprets completely and describes Alan as an idiot, which was... Big laugh. Yeah, is an absolutely brilliant gag. And while Stuart doesn't understand what he's done, he's absolutely <laughs> done Alan. <laughs> um, once again, there's another uh, reference back to something from I'm Alan Partridge, where uh, he starts trying to substitute his T's for M's. Uh, yes. After, uh, obviously, admonishes mm-hmm. Dave Clifton for using D's for T's while broadcasting uh smoopid gim uh and isn't there it doesn't uh, isn't it psychic simon that takes it too far uh yes yeah, basically so Al- calls someone a cum yes so Al- <laughs> alan, call- alan calls him a stupid git and a total twat or a smoopid gim and a momal mwam uh, and then yeah simon comes up with a complete cum to which alan goes oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. we all know what it means yeah it's, and it's oh, no, alan says that yeah but simon writes it oh i see yes. uh, i got yes. you uh, in fact, that happens quite a lot. Simon will come up with a gag or yeah, he'll be working something out on a piece of paper and actually does give it to Alan, like Alan's instructed. Yeah, yeah. but Alan doesn't check it. He literally just reads it yeah. straight out. Okay, he's a loose uh, There's no filter. It is at this point that Alan then encourages Stuart to kill himself, describing him as quite an unpleasant individual, which I'm pretty sure violates a number of um, radio... Well, to, uh, be, to be fair, Stuart has antagonised him because he did, he did say just for this, well, I think you're a prick... And a dick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hasn't faded him down. Like, I also, 
Oh, go on. I was going to say, no matter how um, uh, offensive Stuart is, I still think there's a responsibility on the broadcaster to rise above it, fade him down. Like there's procedures and processes that Alan has not the type of broadcaster he that hasn't Alan followed. Is. He's never opened an Ofcom handbook, has exactly. he? No. Um, and to complete that phrase, he says he was and is a very unpleasant individual, a bit like Jamiroquai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Who he's then playing? Uh, not the only reference to uh, J.K. of Jamiroquai. I think um, uh, there's. Uh, I think he mentions him in disparaging terms in uh, comic relief clip that he yes, did as that well. Is correct. Um, um, I, I doesn't want... Simon also say about um, when Alan is encouraging the cooler to go and jump off Clifton Suspension Bridge? Uh, isn't there a thing where it's about Alan will get in trouble for that and Simon says, again? So it's not yeah. the first time Alan has encouraged a caller to commit suicide. Absolutely not. Um, on the Jamiroquai tip, I wondered if this uh, it, it, it is based on any real-life experience, because uh, I would imagine... They're both current they enthusiasts. They are. I would yeah. imagine both yeah. current enthusiasts, both famous in similar... Steve Coogan, this is, and, and, and JK. Yeah. Both famous at a similar time, mm-hmm. in similar circles. I wouldn't be surprised if they cross paths and there is perhaps some genuine beef. But does it, well, well, yeah, does that mean they will be friends or they won't be friends <laughs> oh because alan doesn't like him so you would think steve might yeah i don't know yeah it, could, know. Be, it could be that inversion mm. uh, inversion we'll because, because i think um you know there are quite a lot of jokey references to mick hucknall in fact there is one in good morning matters coming up um and like coogan and hucknall are actually friends yeah, so maybe he's more likely to piss out of people he actually likes and gets on with in real life because yeah. he can say I'm just going to have a laugh with you, mate. It's all fine. He's got clearance, basically. Yeah. We, yeah. we also referenced uh, famous people in um, our previous episode, and I can confirm that JK from Jamiroquai lives up the road from my parents. Really? Yeah. Fact bomb. Mm. Boom. And that address is... Ten uh, King Road. Yeah, in Bristol. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I was doing background watch last week. Would you like some outfit watch this week? Oh, yes, please. Yes, please. Um, so I made a note that this shirt Alan is wearing here is perfectly fine. It's kind of like quite a nice denim shirt, but he ruins it by wearing a camel-coloured polo neck underneath. <laughs> and the outfits get uh, more awful as these series <laughs> Yes, they really do. Can I just say, I have zero tolerance on polo necks. Don't know how the rest of the group feel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't ever wear them. Unacceptable. I think. Too, I mean, too warm, too, look, too necky. Look at the calibre of people that wear them. Alan Partridge, Dapper Laughs, I could go on. Steve Jobs, <laughs> yeah. the only exception. <laughs> RIP <laughs> Jobs, Steve. <laughs> so I, I thought with this call with Alan and Stuart, the stupid gim, uh, it, it kind of it contains a brilliant narrative arc across... Well, across, across the two calls, so you've got the first call where Alan's basically trying to get a new best friend, and then you've got the call where he ends up having an argument. Mm-hmm. So it encapsulated brilliant, a, kind of, a lot of the main Alan kind of character tropes and how he consistently interacts with others, all within a matter of minutes of the show. So like you have step one, he finds a kindred spirit with a mutual bond and becomes over, over-enthusiastic to the point of embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Uh, point two, he's rejected, he's shown up and he's mocked by others and then excluded. And then point three, uh, he's hostile to those closest to him, Simon, and then lashes out at the public, Stuart. Yes, yep. that is true. Yeah, it, it's the partridge arc. It's, <laughs> the, it's the part trap. Podra- it's the park. Pod- Alan it's park- the partridge. Alan park. Yeah. Doesn't work. <laughs> doesn't work if does you'd it? like to suggest a name <laughs> the partridge arc it's the partridge pod at gmail.com um we're on to the inception sec- section inception. inception uh where there's yet another phone in how often should you wash your towels i think it's a good question to the group i was about to say the same um okay. i'm happy to go first okay. uh, a towel will be washed uh, weekly or immediately if it's post gym uh tom uh, I think anything within the week to 10 days window is fine. Uh, for me, it depends on the season, but I will generally... Um, <laughs> Talk us it. through that in a minute. <laughs> well, in the wintry months, I'll replace more frequently, whereas in the summery months, I will try and use a towel from Monday to Friday. I'll then wash on the weekend and I'll never use fabric conditioner. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So, can we still, what's your reasoning? I still don't understand the reasoning. What's your beef with what's, fabric conditioner? I don't, yeah, you what, should never wash towels with fabric conditioner. Why? Because it adds a waxy quality to the towel. Lovely waxy finish. Water resistant. Ah, I didn't know that. Wow. But also, why the difference between the seasons? Yeah, because that's in, what I don't understand. And I'm coming to that. In the warmer months, the towel will naturally dry in the bathroom, whereas in the colder months, it will retain that moisture and it won't be as dry. And if there's one thing I need in the morning, it's a dry towel. <laughs> for a dry anus. <laughs> for a, yeah. So for, I maintain a healthy anus. So what, what's, the, what's the period for the winter months? In the wintery months, I will probably go through two towels in a working week. Whereas wow. in the summer, wow. I will, I, that will last wow. me Monday to Friday. In summary, towels for joy, towels for fun, towels for seasons on the bum. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, and you're not you're not throwing in a flap of well, bounce. Well, I was going to say, look, we'll, we'll hear what Stab says first, but I am keen to discuss um, the benefits that a flap of bounce will add. But let's come <laughs> to that after you've uh, uh, given us your answer. Basically, I'll wash them once a week. But I am keen to try this because uh, I always do my towels in with the main wash, which no. I do. Which I do fabric, wash. Yeah, yeah. Bang wrong. With fabric conditioner, I am going to try all this bulk load up a load of towels wash them no fabric conditioner and I'll report but, back but isn't it too late isn't the waxy finish already ensconced within the towel You've possibly done the damage but <laughs> I would say uh, what I will always say is always do a bespoke wash with towels and don't overload that's it, also key if you've just tuned in you're listening to Toweling Off the towel and washing <laughs> podcast you are probably right about the towels I've probably come to it too, too late but uh, my grandma gave us some money for uh, my wedding in the summer and the uh, purpose of that money is going to be spent on buying some new towels from John Lewis. John Lewis. Oh, <laughs> absolute heaven. Uh, in terms of Alan's technique... Oh, go on. 
flapper bounce? What does, <laughs> what does that add? What does bounce do? Uh, it, I, it adds the fact that you're still living in the 90s. I don't use bounce. Is it the equivalent of shake and vac for the towel? Freshness <laughs> back. Yeah. yeah, it's soda stream. It's shake and vac. It's yeah. Daz. Yeah. It's, Daz. it's Henry Hoover. I, I know it would exceed his word limit, but I mean, that's already happened. I'm keen to know what Jed's towel policy is. When it stinks, you stick it in the wash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jed, you animal. Yeah, Absolutely I, I outrageous. Am, sadly, I am not surprised. Yeah. Let's bring this back to Alan who says that when he does a wash, he likes to add a cap or two of Dettol, <laughs> depending on the soil levels of his underwear. Yeah. So I'm just keen to um, reference a couple of the callers um, uh, that, that phoned to the show. We've already discussed Sally, who includes a flapper bounce, um, but retired head teacher Teresa says that she cuts the frequency of towel washing by using a very simple technique. After a bath, I take an old beach towel, drape it over my favourite armchair, <laughs> sit back with a box of wine, uh, and watch Cash in the Attic until I'm bone dry, by which time I'm normally asleep. <laughs> I think that sounds like absolute heaven. Can you imagine her partner coming home to that scene? <laughs> Cash I... in the Attic is still running on iPlayer, the towel is drenched, she I'm... is fully Billy Bollocks <laughs> with an empty, an empty box, box of wine. Wine sloshed all over. Adam, it. I've got to be honest. I think the implication is there is no partner. All the cats. Then say this is this is this is admittedly quite funny. But I did also think with, with the writing, <laughs> we can admit it to ourselves, guys. This is really funny. <laughs> but I think with the writing, there's actually there's quite a subtle darkness behind quite a lot yeah. quite a lot of the callers that he has in this series. So you know, she's basically drinking herself into a stupor in front of daytime TV, um, and a lot of the callers are either a bit thick, a bit weird, they're downright disturbed, or they just. Hey, Alan. To be fair, that is what happens with radio callers as well. Yeah. Given, given some experience I've had of, of <laughs> trying to host shows like this, yeah. uh, the people that call in, that there's a certain something lacking that they need, that they're hoping mm. the radio will provide. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it does beg the question as well: How bad does your life need to be that you're choosing to listen to Alan's show? Yeah, yeah. and engaging and, with it. Yeah, yeah. In, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, Alan moves on and is essentially trying different types of cuisine in an attempt to promote tolerance and harmony amongst the various creeds and colours that have drifted into Norfolk <laughs> over the last few years. And I would yeah. say his tone suggests yeah, that yeah. he's not entirely happy with the fact that, that that's that, happened. That's exactly my note there. Yeah. He doesn't sound too keen on this. No. It's, it's yeah. the delivery of recent years. Yeah. Isn't yeah. It? And so drifted. Drifted in. <laughs> so, and today he's trying Japanese sushi rolls. Uh, remember, he's trying to promote inclusivity, but doesn't stop him playing turning Japanese as his music uh, later on. And also on. saying wasabi sauce and an appalling Japanese accent yep. as well. Yep. Uh, um, did, did you note where the where the, where he's ordering his food? Yes, from? I did. Ando at miso tasty has yep. stepped up to the plate. Um, did you did you Google miso tasty? Yes, no. I've done this. So yep. yep, there's a business launched in March 2014. It's based in London and it is available from Ocado. Um, Mid morning matters originally uh, went out uh, before this uh, company existed. So I wondered if maybe this had even been the inspiration for the name. <laughs> um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of those quite generic food based puns. And there are probably lots of yeah. yeah. Well, actually, that the, this company is pretty legit they, uh, Jamie Oliver is a fan and he's used oh, right. their products in cookbooks yeah. so yeah they a pretty big deal still a terrible of, racist pun though isn't produced, it uh, arguably mm, yes produced one of Independent's top 30 cookbooks of 2016 Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, nice. Uh, can I can I give us background watch on this episode? Please. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you've got more car magazines on the sofa. You've got a tin of Quality Street, which does get referred to later. Yes. And this time you've got oranges on the desk, and uh, there is a backpack in the studio as well, which I thought added a good element of realism. Alan's, you know, come into the office, rambled, popped in. his backpack down, and uh, got on with the show. Uh, we move on to the weather.
Mixer, sponsored by Turner's Kitchen Solutions. Um, they exist on Facebook, but it's quite clearly been set up by fans. I think it's got like ah, yes, I, I found that as well. God, yeah, that is niche. Yeah, yeah, it's great, super that. niche. I mean, how many fans has that got? Mm. Uh, and we're onto probably one of the pivotal scenes of this series, uh, the inception scene. But do we need to do? Um, did you make a note of Alan's time check in this episode? It's no. fifty-nine minutes to one. <laughs> Why not? Why not? So, do we uh, need to just remind listeners of uh, the order of the things that he says? So, it's Norwich. One. Adult. (laughs) Afternoon. And then from there, seven repeats of Inception. Uh, An amazing... And... No. <laughs> yeah, of course. I he kind of yeah, goes, yeah. no, Inception. Yeah. No, Inception. No, no Inception. takes the quality street out of his mouth. <laughs> inception. It's absolutely brilliant, this, isn't yeah, it? Because it's, it's basically creating a joke with about eight words and everyone's knowledge of how annoying automated telephone systems are, which is quite a new thing when this came out. But, but- ha- I mean, has anyone ever successfully made a cinema phone automated cinema phone booking system work. Oh, oh no and I wouldn't even try to I don't think I've ever way. tried it's always just been online in the same way that I've got a top tip with washing towels I have <laughs> a top tip here because unfortunately Nick's top tip automated um, uh, phone numbers are still an absolute plague on um, uh, human society <laughs> <laughs> so my top tip is either mash the hash key or yes. zero and you will eventually go yes. through to the operator correct mm. and, and do mash tip. it yeah. 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 Must yeah. Yeah. don't do as Alan does and become so desperate to be understood that you have to spit the food you're chewing into yeah. your hand while you speak. Yeah. I quite also like the despair that, you know, kind of, he, he goes like, inception, and by the end of it, he's like, inception. He kind of yeah. loses. The yeah, yeah. Little I, I, bit. I wrote that um, he has a face of absolute disbelief despair. and anguish by yeah. the end of this. Yeah. Uh, it's probably also worth uh, a brief mention to the infamous Adam and Joe clip where a caller was trying to book tickets for the movie Hop. Hop. Yeah. Uh, it's. I think if you pop that into youtube adam and joe hop you should get the clip there and that is i think collectively that is one of our favorite comedic moments we could probably put a small clip of that in now but it's worth doing the whole thing because the fact that it goes on for so long is what makes it so good please say the name of the film you'd like to see or say what's on or more options what's on there are 26 films currently showing you can interrupt me at any time by saying yes or no and now here are the films Rio 3D Certificate U Would you like this film? No Rio Certificate U Would you like this film? No Fast and Furious 5 Certificate 12A Yes Would you like this film? Yes No What? To speed things up just interrupt me with yes or no Hop Certificate U Would you like this film? No. Did you mean the film <laughs> Hop? No. Okay. The current film is Hop. Certificate U. Oh, the Easter Bunny gets funny in this brilliant comedy that mixes Anna. Did you say the film Tone? No. Okay. Please choose from the following film. Off the back of that, we are into uh, Alan's sad story, sad which story. is the genuine name of the segment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- this is him trying to do our tune, basically, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But also, can you imagine what kind of people, we've talked about what kind of people were calling <laughs> to the show, what kind of people are like, yeah, I've got a sad story that needs to be heard. Like, 
It's yeah, and, and needs to be read by Alan Partridge to the Norfolk, North Norfolk area. Um, what's our tune? Our tune is a long-running radio feature uh, by Simon Bates on Radio One. So it was always kind of people phoning in about like they'd have they'd have some kind of romantic story linking to a song that they wanted played. Right. So it's a bit of a play on that basically right. so um, the first story that we get to hear is from Lee Tibbs from Athelborough although at this point it's clear that Alan hasn't proofread the story because just a few <laughs> yes. lines in he's like no 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 no, 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 no. He, he, he looks disgusted because clearly something of a sexual nature has developed exactly yep. with an old school teacher yep. <laughs> a man jogging bumping he, into his old history he teacher he cannot broadcast it um, uh, I, uh, I did think that's classic Alan of course he hasn't proofread it it's no. like a shoddy approach yeah. to quality yeah. control also he's operating within a radio station where for someone's to uh, re-stir his tea and hold a bowl out for him to spit into but not someone to pre-read the stories before he puts them on air. No, because I guess he'd probably have to, I don't know, either he'd have to do that, which is going to take more time out of yep. his his mm. day or he'd have to employ somebody to be more hands-on with the show. See, I think he needs to get Psychic Simon doing some of this grunt work. Uh, I know he's not in yeah. the scene, mm. but there's no reason he couldn't have read the story anyway. Um, the next one, uh, it's it's a recurring theme for Alan where he uh, basically anonymity goes out the window. He reads out the name and address of the person who's written Deirdre in. Deirdre Thomas from Dibs Lane in Holt. You're but, from Holt, Deirdre. You're but, from Holt. But then says uh, she, wants, she wants anonymity. Uh, so he continues anyway, but then effectively, doesn't he then have to he basically twist pull- the story? No, no, no. So, no. so two li- but a couple of lines in, um, the sushi arrives, uh, or so he thinks, but it's actually Craig Kilty who's oh, punking yeah. him from a rival station um, which Alan yeah Orbital Digital yeah Orbital Digital Alan is obviously pissed off and basically says well at least I don't have a brother in prison (laughs) (laughs) just having a joke not nice when the boots on the other foot but first says fuck off we're not even on air you dick (laughs) yeah (laughs) to which uh, Orbital Digital guy has obviously knocked up the fader as he enters the studio yes you are obviously this is he swears on air by mistake there is quite a lot of swearing on purpose on (laughs) air from Alan in Uh, this series and would that be allowed at a local (laughs) radio station Uh, even if it is digital I did like the uh, owning me owning you that doesn't even make sense (laughs) and then then Alan's like I actually do own that Yeah, uh, he really struggles with the slang or concept of being owned as well by someone, doesn't mm. he? He's like, "Don't own me. I'm not your property." Kind of thing. Yeah. He then goes into detail about what his legal rights are to Aha and how he negotiated those, yes. which is a direct lift from I'm uh, from the book. Yeah, it's, uh, exa- it's exactly the same. Yeah, the way he describes it. There's quite a few of those points in in in, uh, in Mid Morning Matters where sections are lifted directly from yeah, the book. Because I guess this was all the initially Mid Morning Matters, particularly going online, mm-hmm. and the book coming out. That was all around the same period wasn't it mm, so you've yeah. got you've obviously got very tight consistency with the Gibbons brothers writing and the the, the narrative behind or it. just Speaking lifting of, bits and just dropping it yeah, in just co- copy and paste copy and into paste the script over. although I did, I did notice he does he does say Bjorny and Ben Surely it's Bjorn and Ben, isn't it? I Maybe he's so. on first yeah. such good name. Yeah, yeah that's his pal's name. Just uh, speaking of consistency in writing, it'll be interesting in the new, in the new series to see if he says aha at any point, because according to his own definition, yes. he's out of contract, he, the right? rights have lapsed for him to shout but not say aha. Um, they ran out in 2015. Yeah. So whether he's Everything renewed them... For. He may have renegotiated. Yeah. So let's conclude what happens with um, the rest of Deirdre's, Deirdre's story, because Alan... <laughs> spills Japanese food all over it and is basically forced to make up this story where Deirdre has to marry um, an identical brother of the man that she was dating but finds him in a compromising position with a box of Quality Street and finds that he's eaten three or four in quick succession and has ruined the appetite for the chicken dinner she prepared for him. (laughs) It was then that she realised that Gareth had a chock problem. The lowest point coming when she found him collapsed in a sugar-induced coma in the bogs of a Yeezus Point Lodge in Yama. Has this actually 
actually happen to Alan, do you think? Oh, well, I, mean, well I, th- I think he's choosing chock addiction because yeah. that's basically the lowest low that <laughs> he knows. But do you ever think yeah. he was found? Oh, yeah, that's good. That yeah, I like that. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's yeah. regressed and he's well, not regressed. He's using something that actually happened yes. to him to, in order to make a story. Th- this is brilliant. You, you see the way he's making it up and just it, adding layer upon layer nonsense. and confusing yeah. himself <laughs> with the story. Yes. Yeah. So, I, I'll, I'll skip to the end, but basically Gareth's, um, uh, Gareth's brother ends up in um, prison um, where he, he does Like enjoy- uh, Craig Hilty, the monster's uh, brother, also in prison. <laughs> yeah, um, he likes listening to the show, um, although Alan is keen to stress it's not aimed at the cr- a criminal fraternity, unlike Orbital Digital, as many of those prisoners have learning difficulties <laughs> <laughs> absolutely amazing cuss um there's so much to unpack about his the, the spilling of the tea here as well i mean firstly why is he sipping tea in the middle of broadcasting surely you save that cup for oh, when yeah did i say i said japanese food no he does it is the no, japanese it's, it's food the soup. It's, it's the soup oh, oh okay, yeah okay yeah, yeah. but he also does sip tea uh, at the same time uh, which is bizarre um what is he going from tea to miso it's soup like, it's like a wagamama miso soup yeah. noodle soup okay. type oh, thing right. that he's drinking um, and then uh, he says shit shit at least four times <laughs> on air adding I mean he's already said fucking dick on air this, this episode as well um, but I so want, we now uh, yeah ironically he actually does uh, the caller a favour by spilling this because he's forced to invent a story rather than yes. read out her story which she's already said please can I be anonymous he's already read out her name yeah. and address so in some ways he's actually uh, saved the day by spilling the uh, the miso yeah although obviously they did they didn't get their um their deep and heartfelt story mm. read out to share That's with the uh, the Norfolk area very true which for some reason is bizarrely what they wanted um, the number of swears in this episode sent me to the Ofcom guidance on offensive language because <laughs> oh, I thought well um, I, I, I did a bit of radio and I remember being told under no circumstances can you swear at all in daytime broadcasting but right. actually Ofcom seems a bit more lax about it they said uh, uh, as long as it's uh, not a peak children listening hours which is 6 to 9am and I think it's half past 3 in the afternoon till about 6pm I think 6 it's like PM. 4 till 7 or something That's like that for one, TV yeah. Yeah. Um, and there is some leeway if it's explained by the context if it's you know if it's within you know I guess it's something that at the time of recording is coming up a bit because uh, President Trump has uh, called a load of countries shithole countries and I think you've got a lot of people now struggling to work out how they explain oh yeah that's yeah I, I noticed that on the radio this morning actually yeah. they just started saying making disparaging remarks but mm. they can't say what that remark actually was and uh, yeah, I, uh, I remember keenly uh, the Ofcom guidance because uh, on my last ever student radio broadcast, I played a, a, an explicit 99 Problems by Jay-Z because I was a double hard bastard, didn't care about anything. <laughs> he will not be stopped. <laughs> um, Shall we wrap up with the final caller, which is Ted in Wisbeck, who has some advice on how he uses towels? <laughs> sure. Back, <laughs> yeah. back to towels, well, please. Yeah. Essentially, he doesn't use towels. He has a hairdryer, which he sets on cool. I mean, yeah, it takes longer, but it feels lovely. And he finishes himself off with talc on his testes and bum. <laughs> <laughs> so lovely. Um, I also noticed here they're still accepting faxes, which seems a bit odd in this day and age. Um, also, some beautiful use of Alan's uh, soft voice, which I like to call his less fortunate voice. Whenever he's talking about people who've you know fallen on hard times, like mm. oh, he uh, he suffered from a you know a, yeah a glancing blow to the temple, like he's very yeah. suddenly gets very uh, very mushy. Um, one final thing I noticed uh, is that Armando is still listed as a writer here, and I believe this is among. Armando's last gasp yes, yeah. in terms of his actual active writing on uh, Partridge show. Yeah, I think it was kind of. I think his hands-on writing kind of phased out during mid-morning matter series was, one yeah, because he was, uh, he was then off to do Veep and more things like that. Veep, so the Gibbons the are taking it. over a bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I had a couple of a uh, couple of final notes on this app. Uh, first of all, I like that the the it kind of ends on the line "lovely stuff." So it's another nice little throwback to previous lines. Because 
I mean, obviously, the well, I would think that these are obviously scripted references to lines we've heard before to add a bit of consistency, perhaps, because you think, you know, the pressure's on to make sure that Alan feels, even though, as we've said, that he's kind of evolved and changed a bit and is maybe a bit kinder, what have you, there's still a bit of pressure to make sure it doesn't feel like a totally different mm, character. He's holding hands so, with so, past Alan. Yeah, so there, there's an easy way to do it is by linking some direct script references. But I think um, we'll probably talk about this more as the weeks go on, but... Um, I do think, interestingly, the, the Gibbonses, have, in interviews, they've said that they didn't have an, an encyclopedic knowledge of quotes. So they would perhaps say that that isn't such a deliberate tie. But I think something like that is such an obvious partridgeism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How could it not be? Mm. But yeah. we'll yeah. never know. Uh, also, on Alan's outfit watch this week, uh, my note is, it's awful. It's a brown suede body warmer with a fuchsia polo neck. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> terrible. The, wor- the worst of both worlds. Yes, <laughs> it really is. Cool. Well, that kind of, I think that wraps up pretty much everything we've got on this episode. Yes. So we've got a bit more time this week. So would we like to play a partridge quiz? Yes. Ooh, Why yes, not? Please. We, 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 do, we do like a quiz here. Love a quiz. So um, we've been sent a Alan-based quiz book by uh, Ross Carpenter, who's published this book called The Big Question on Amazon. So this is the first volume of his partridge-based quiz book. There's going to be another volume coming in March, mm-hmm. quite possibly. Um, so yeah, thanks for sending us this, Ross. Out and, of interest, uh, Ross, why not The Large Question? Yeah, I would have thought that as well. well I'm, I'm sure he'll get in touch and let us know. <laughs> um, or maybe volume two is going to be the large, large question, question yeah. who knows um so what i'm going to do i'm just going to pick a quiz at random and uh if you can shout your name in a fastest finger first style and let's see how we get on so i've gone to the middle of the book here quiz number 37 this is general partridge and i think there are how many questions i think there are we've got 12 questions to go through here um okay. so play along at home play along at home if you like okay question one according to sonia what did she put in the back of a taxi nick Nick, uh, yeah. The beef eater bear? Uh, that's not the answer I've got here. Adam. No? Yep. Her heart. Adam is correct. <laughs> oh. Yes. That's just right. One for Adam. <laughs> uh, question two. What was the name of the computer asking questions on Anglian lives? Adam. Digital yes. Dave. Correct. As uh, we discussed the other week. Question three. Forbes McAllister paid £100,000 for the personal effects of Lord Byron just because which famous food critic and film director was also Nick. bidding for them? Michael Winner? It is Michael Winner. Yeah. Number four. When Jed gets Alan's autograph, what surname does Alan add in order to make this signature redundant? Oh, that's a good one. That's um, a good one. I would not know that off the top of my head, to be honest. I don't know. I don't know. know. Anybody want to take a guess? Uh, Tom. Yes. Smith. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, question five. Which Sky News Sunrise and This Morning host does Alan refer to? Nick. Tom. Oh, Oh, Nick. Eamon Holmes. Correct. (laughs) Question six. Which pursuit did Alan enjoy as a child? Is it A, Army Cadets? Adam. B, Karate or C, Boy Scouts? Adam. Oh, uh, Boy Scout C. That is correct. Um, I, I'd question that you can interrupt <laughs> before the question's yeah, been, exactly. and then he picked the one that he hadn't even heard at that point. Yeah, he changed his mind. Clearly, uh, judged I, by I, the, I think, mm, I think well, you take you that should away. Well, you should have just got in quicker. Yeah. Uh, okay, so point to Adam. But that would just literally say you'd interrupt it to the be- second you start talking, so you can hear the question and then give the answer. Well, it, you know, feel free to try that strategy and see if it works for you. <laughs> yeah. Question seven: State two occasions sausages are mentioned slash used. Uh, Nick. Uh, yes, Nick. Um, in the uh, uh, scene with Michael where he's got sausages on his fingers. That's one. Yeah, sausages on his fingers? Oh, yeah, the beef burger for his palm. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I'll accept that. That's not actually down here, but yes. And the other one? 
the other one. Uh, oh, I had it a second ago. Uh, <laughs> can I have a half point? Adam. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the sausages and fingers, and then uh, when he's reviewing Sonia's breakfast. Uh, yes, yes, using the yeah, sausage as a break water. That's a point to Adam. Uh, you also could have had the uh, sausage in a cup of beans. Oh, oh, so obvious. Yes. Yeah. Uh, question eight. The soaps at Linton Travel Tavern start off the size of mini frisbees and end up how? Nick, it's actual paracetamol. Correct. <laughs> That's very good. I wouldn't have remembered that. Uh, question nine. Nearly there. Uh, Alan once tried to hail a cab dressed as which punctuation mark? Nick. Nick. An exclamation mark. It was demeaning. That is correct. Yeah. Question ten. Sidekick Simon moonlights on bedtime with who? Nick. Tom. Oh, Adam. Oh, stab. Branning. Correct. Oh. Can we get a score update? Uh, score update is, this is quite exciting, Ooh. Adam's on four, Nick's on four, Stabber's on two. It's okay. everything to play Absolute for. Absolute grudge match. Okay, next question. Which two things does Alan say he'd throw at Tony Hairs in the stocks alongside Adam. Hot Bovril? Adam. Cabbages and gravel. Absolutely bang on. Uh, and last question: Which woodland animal has Michael always seen Lin as? Nick, Tom, ah, oh. yes, Nick. Uh, Badger. Correct. Oh my God, we're going to need a tiebreak question. <laughs> okay. This is unbelievable. Right, I'm going to pick a question at random. What does Gordon threaten to do to Alan? Nick. Okay. Knock Nick. his block off. You are correct. <laughs> you are the winner. Well done. He wins. I demand a urine sample. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Absolute cheating. Uh, so that brings us to the end of this episode of Monkey Tennis, the Alan Partridge fan podcast. Please do rate and review us on iTunes if you get a second. Uh, and subscribe. Why not? Who wouldn't want this in your inbox every week? Um, you can get in touch the Partridge Pod at gmail.com. It doesn't gmail. come to your inbox, by the way. Just <laughs> <laughs> you can get in touch the Partridge Pod at gmail.com. It's at the Partridge Pod on Twitter, facebook.com slash the Partridge Pod, and mon- at Monkey Tennis Pod on Instagram. Join us next week when we're going to be uh, getting into episode four uh, with Alan on Alan on Partridge on Partridge. <laughs> uh, until then, from all of us at Monkey Tennis, thanks and goodbye. goodbye. Bye. Lovely stuff. Should we go get a box of wine? Monkey Tennis is a post-pop podcast produced by Jed Shepard. If you're interested in podcasts about Red Dwarf, X-Files, what to watch on Netflix or TV pilot episodes pitched against one another, find them at postpoppodcast.com. Our artwork is by Finn McLean and you can find his website at finn.design. The theme is an excerpt from Galloping Home by Dennis King. Thanks for listening. Monkey tennis? Well, uh, this is great banter. Ha 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 ha. Monkey tennis? Radical. Awesome. Mega. Are you on an E? Monkey tennis? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm spinning plates here, mate, I'll be honest. Monkey tennis? There have been times when I've been more uh, rubbery than turgid. Monkey tennis? Tits bits. Tit, tit bits. Uh, yes, 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 and yes. It's just an idiom. You're an idiot. Ooh, that's mustard. Monkey tennis? Sustaining and maintaining our core listenership in an increasingly fragmented marketplace. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 